Welcome to the Jack and Stacy Show, and I'm Stacy's son Clark, and here to tell you about it. There are two women wrestling with things of this broken and beautiful life. Each week, they will tackle a topic in a transparent, sometimes distracted, but always fun way that hopefully encourages and challenges you. They will break down each topic by looking at it through four lenses, ourselves, God, our people, and our community. They will then they will then give you a task to go forth with. Vaya con Dios. Welcome to the Jackie and Stacy show. I'm Stacy. I'm Jackie. And we're here for our fourth episode on the topic of relational health and how do we uh, that's not the right start. How do <laughs> how does relational health impact how we show up in community? That's our mm. question. And we've talked about already close relationships, then before that faith, and before that yourself. And holy cow, everything just is. You're the only one that can do anything, so it's all about yourself anyway. So <laughs> just figure it out. I'm telling you, I think I said this. I don't know where I said it recently, but. Sometimes when we're doing a topic, like I just kind of breeze through it and I'm interested and I'm learning and it's all good. Other times, and this has been true this month, I'm like in the weeds of the topic Mm. and it's like really like hard and I feel like that this month. Like my relational health is a thorn in my side right now. So I sort of feel like I should not be talking on this, speaking on this subject, like like, I'm not the authority. So, I guess we just can revisit that disclaimer that we often give. is like, we're not here to tell anyone anything. We're simply here to, like, introduce some topics to consider, right? As we grow along the way together. Well, and to give you... No one... that Like, nobody is an expert, probably. At, I mean, people are, like, book experts. Yeah. But not anyone has nailed how to be perfect for so relational health. Some people... ha, <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> Many people lucked into some really great things, and but most I mean, people, I think, really like, let's struggle. Let's be real. There's definitely like a continuum of healthiness um, on the relational scale. Like, yes, I'll, I'll just speak for myself. Like, I am so much more relationally healthy in my fifties than I was in my twenties. I've done an awful lot of growing in that way, and also, I'm so far to go. Yes. Yep. <laughs> So who better to speak on a topic really are two people who aren't yet good at it. Just like almost everybody else. Working on it. Just like everybody else. So I guess I don't know. I guess the first question that comes to mind for me is like like how 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 does relational health show up in our communities? Like why does it why does it matter? Why do Oh my gosh. I'll well I'll tell you right away. Like think about big social crises. That's right. Violence, domestic violence. I literally just had my last. Um, I think I can totally say this, but one thing that I participate in as a law student is putting on clinics for our community, and people can call in and get legal information from law students supervised by a professor who's a lawyer. And the one that has been my favorite that I've taken it twice is restraining orders. Wow. Workshop and people call in and. I mean, you get every kind of spice of life. Some people here are just like, no, your neighbor putting their trash cans on, <laughs> leaving them out all day long or whatever. This right. is not civil harassment. Right. <laughs> um, to some really severe um, where we are helping people get the protection that they need. Wow. And, and I will tell you, though, our communities are hurting. 
because people do not know how to communicate. People are not listening to the Jackie and Stacey show everywhere. <laughs> well, maybe that's the answer to relationally healthy communities. Maybe there's that. pipe our podcast over loudspeakers for the whole community to hear. Yeah. I'm sure that... <laughs> That would solve so many problems. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Well, I mean, you're right. I think I think that to the degree that the individuals in a community are relationally healthy, you know, is the degree to which how is that for well awkwardness that that it's a healthy community, right? The health okay, a community can't be healthier than its least healthy individual. I don't know, can it? Mm, I don't know. Mm. I mean, they say that with families, right? You you're not. I don't know what I'm saying. But um but yeah, I think the mental and emotional well being of a community depends on the relational health of its members. And that's pretty huge. Like you mm-hmm. said, it are, we're hurting, people are hurting, people are oh my gosh. And and also just the cohesion of a community, mm-hmm. like the unity piece of any community is impacted by the relational health, right? Um, and we, you know, as we do linking all our different topics together, we know our physical health is impacted by our relational health. So when we have relationally healthy communities, we are also more physically healthy. There's probably less crime. Mm-hmm. I mean, just on a real practical level, right? Mm-hmm. Like probably, probably communities that are relationally healthy have more economic development, small businesses, right? Like all these things are improved by well, like education. education. I mean, if you think about like what, I mean, it was a joke by saying that they should listen to the Jackie and Stacy show, but it's not a joke that educating people on how yes. to have healthy relationships, which is what we're trying to do to ourselves here in on all the topics yeah. is what will help us get there. Too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so it's education. And are these are these issues that we're discussing here on the Jackie and Stacey show, are they being addressed in schools? They are. In yeah. some respects, in yes. In some ways, yes. Mm-hmm. Do they need, I don't know. I mean, that's a whole other question. Right. Is that the school's job? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I know a lot of people would say, teach my kids reading, writing, and math. That's and only it. reading, writing, and math. Right, because um, then it's maybe an opinion versus a fact to share. Which and even I some get facts that. are disputable. I mean, as an educator, I get that. Mm-hmm. That that really should be our primary um, purpose. And also, you cannot teach a kid math who is in the middle of trauma, yes. experiencing trauma. Mm-hmm. It's simply impossible. Their brains shut down. All the research will tell you it's impossible to learn algebra when you know you're experiencing abuse at home or you're you know whatever the trauma is um and so that's the topic for another day i don't think we need to necessarily go there although it's an interesting conversation um and it's just it's a super gray area and you know like i will i will tell you as an educator too like i i learn best in the context of relationship and so Mm. and everyone does and everyone does when relationship is there you learn better and so I don't know. That that's a, a definitely a conversation that would be interesting to have. But um, okay, so if we agree that our communities are better as a whole when our relational health as individuals is with each other is stronger, then the question is, how do we get there? What do we do in our communities that will get us to have healthier relationships? Because those relationships and that relational health health looks different in communities than it does in close relationships. Right? Mm. All those things we talked about in our last episode probably apply, but like not, also not, because I maybe, I can get to know, like one of, like we talked about the three steps in our last episode, right? We talked about knowing ourselves, 
knowing the people we were in the relationship with, and then um, managing our expectations. So I guess all three of those really can apply mm-hmm. in communities as well, but just maybe like in a like watered down version, yeah. right? Like I'm not really going to know the people in my community the same way I'm going to know my closest people. Mm-hmm. But exactly. It, but communication requires that I try to get to know them to some degree, right? So I think that's the first thing that comes to mind for me is how to have more relational healthy communities is to foster community community communication and connection that's a lot of c's it's a little alliteration for your day um so open and respectful communication in with, among those com- people in those communities it, it's really really important for that relational health right listening um trying to get trying to understand each other and how does that happen in communities well how does that happen in communities where people speak different languages <sighs> Literally and sometimes figuratively. Correct. You know, different um, dividers. You know, language, clearly. We're speaking a different... We're, we can't understand one another. Correct. But some people... Sometimes we have different belief systems yeah. that we're, where we're speaking basically different languages as well. And not but, hearing or so, not seeking to understand one another. Yeah. How do you... Sh- I mean, what about like shared events? Like I'm thinking Rodeo's coming up. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, shared experiences. Um, sh- focusing on the shared values instead of the ones that divide, mm-hmm. right? So like, yeah, maybe I'm Christian and you're whatever you are. I'm, I am i don't want to use a specific one because... Okay. Um, and, but we can. What can we agree on? We can agree that we care about education. We can agree that we care about our community. We can agree that we care about our kids and our families. And so, I mean, finding points of connection, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. You know, that's interesting because, in our, like, if we take the community of Salinas, for example, it's so huge, yeah. right? So, what does that look like in a real practical way? It looks like at the grocery store, right? Like smiling at the person that you're walking down the aisle next to, right? Like real small. I think of like microaggressions, but the opposite of that. So what's the opposite <laughs> of a microaggression would be a micro love bomb. <laughs> but I mean, I'm really serious. Like when you can like offer grace to the person in front of you in line who's maybe taking longer than they should because they didn't bring the right payment method or they're confused by it you know instead of getting frustrated and angry and letting your nonverbals communicate that maybe you let your nonverbals communicate or your verbals say it's okay it happens to all of us you know those little micro moments where we extend grace to each other or when someone cuts you off you know or doesn't drive well and you your instinct is to be angry and flip them off maybe instead you build community and you build relational health in your community by offering grace and being like, mm-hmm. you know, wave, like, I get it. I've made mistakes driving before too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Yes. I wrote down micro graces. Micro Does that sound right? I love that. I feel Hashtag. like you just coined it. It doesn't roll <laughs> off the tongue very well. It doesn't. But I really love it. It's like the micro. opposite. Maybe there is already a term for like the opposite of microaggressions, but like little tiny things that draw you together and Oh, well, I mean, I guess it's random acts of kindness, kind of, Mm -hmm. but even smaller than that, because random, I don't know, um, creating moments of connection, you know, just spontaneous Mm -hmm. moments of connection throughout Mm -hmm. your day Mm -hmm. in your community. I think that's powerful. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm thinking of ways that it's challenging because not a lot of people are receptive to that. And so you have to be willing to just 
offer it from your magical kitchen of love. Your magical kitchen of love. <laughs> episode, episode one. one. I agree. I think you do have to, and you do have to manage your expectations around that because not everyone will respond in the no. way that you would like them to. Yeah. So, but it is contagious. I do believe that and it does have a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. So that, I don't know. That's just one way that we can begin to create relationally healthy communities. Um, I mean, if we talk, if like, I don't know if we're talking, you know, in, in big terms or in small terms, but mac- on the macro level or the micro level, but, you know, there's all sorts of, like, I, we've talked about our Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Feast down the middle of Main Street. Yeah. Right? We talked about yeah. that. Yeah. You saw it somewhere. Somebody did Someone, that. Shauna Nyquist. Nyquist? Nyquist, however right you say now. her last name. Um, she did it in New York. They did it in New York City. I don't know if she led it, but there was a an initiative to have, um, yeah, Thanksgiving down the middle of the street. And everyone just set up tables oh, like... and brought their food. And I really, really want to do it. I really, really want to do it. Um, I used to be on the, the commission for the city for um, Parks and Rec, basically. But it was it's libraries and community services, which include libraries, We're Parks and Rec. We could do it, Stace. One of these years. Maybe not this year, but one of these years. Even if it just starts with, like, we'll shut down one block of the city on Thanksgiving. No one's in town anyways. And we'll put a couple tables. And then we'll just grow it. And then, like, you just bring your table, bring your food, and let's have a community Thanksgiving celebration. I don't know. I would love to do it. I think it would be amazing. We could share food with each other. It's not very... I don't know. Um, But, you know, I mean, that makes me think, like, part of how we build relational health and communities is by sharing in each other's important moments, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So, like, going to Rodeo, even if it's not really your thing because it's a community thing, you know, like, going to events in our community that maybe aren't um, our first choice. Um, Sharing in other people's achievements, like... You know, what, what, wait, what was that face? Oh, because I'm scooting back. I didn't oh. want to make noise. I didn't want to make I noise. I thought maybe like you thought. Squishing my butt um, on the couch. Yeah, facilitating collaborative efforts toward, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I'm getting kind of macro, like big, and we started so micro. Um, but it's both. Community it's is both. both. It's micro. You know, I, um, someone says to me, like, it's, it's the little things like that phrase it's the little things and I'm like I'm not sure if the little things matter if the big things are a problem like you were talking about you can't teach math to a kid experiencing trauma if there's a big issue you can't work on anything tiny so it's both things it's It's both both big and and small things and I think you and I like maybe can you think of a way because we talked about micro ways and I do I that does really matter to me but can you think of a way that you've contributed to the relational health of our community Yourself, I know you have. I can think of like four just off the top of my head. Really, I don't. Know. Well, I, I, here's one thing I think of when you ran for um, school, the school board, mm-hmm. right? You drew people into that experience, and you grew our community and our relational health as a community through that experience. Even mm-hmm. though it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, <laughs> all of those experiences that led up to that were so powerful. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way? Do you see it that way? Um. N- I don't know. I don't okay. know if I thought well, about I that, as, that as that. I see it that way. One thing I think about is when I was on the board for Tatum's Garden there Foundation. There you go. Yeah. But just being a part of that organization. Yeah. And I did not start that organization, but I was drawn in. You served in the and in, I served as part for of several it. Years. Yeah. yeah. And the, if for those of you who don't know, Tatum's, you could Google it, but Tatum's Garden is an accessible playground yeah. that has ramps and poured 
And they're building uh, rubber a new surfaces. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, treehouse, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so it's accessible to all ages and abilities. So cool. So it's so fun because, you know, your yes, parents don't want to climb example. up there and you, you could walk up. But yeah. it's, it was creating a place where the community could build relationships. Huge, girlfriend. That's and so when huge. You, not only is it just a place that's healthy and safe and accessible. And inclusive, yeah. And inclusive, all that stuff. But it also means that the relationships can be built there. Yeah. First of all, everybody goes there yeah. from all over the place, yeah. tri-county areas, because yeah. there's not such yeah. playgrounds in most places. Um, but also, even on a smaller level, the, that's, that's like the micro level, like the big, it's affecting three counties. Yeah, that's amazing. And then on a micro level, your grandpa can push your your wheelchair up there, or yeah. your grandpa can push his walker and go to the top of a treehouse, so cool. which gives a person a sense of, you know, fulfillment and joy, but connection because now we can build our close relationship as right. well there. Yeah. So not you know you're in a bigger community. So, so many levels. I love that yeah. example. Yeah, absolutely. And I think about the little program I started called Path Two, mm-hmm. where I'm bringing boys, fifteen and sixteen year old boys to volunteer in our community and I'm bringing them to places they may never experience if they weren't a part of it and teaching them that being a part of your community is rewarding and making eye contact with homeless men that might be a little bit scary and you know all these little tiny things but because of this program that that I did create and and it matters right it makes a difference and so maybe that's kind of the the all we need to say is that when it comes to the communities we're a part of whether it's like all of Salinas or a small community you're a part of thinking about macro big ways and little ways that you can get engaged and create relationship and um, contribute and draw out other people and make connections and communicate all of those things contribute to our the relational health of our community mm-hmm. and just picture a drop of water mm. plopping into the middle of a smooth still lake Bloop. And how the ripple, the ripple effect, exactly. right, goes out. Exactly. And I just love that the image of something small. I saw like a cartoon, and it was a a cartoon drawing, like a is that the right way yeah, of saying cartoon. it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it was a woman walking out into a big open water, and she was creating, you know, like a little wave. And it was like, so it, I think the tagline was something like. Just when you think you're not making an impact and you saw how far it, it went, and because yeah. it starts just at you and then you see how big it goes out yeah. from you. I love it. And so, so I literally of our VCDs, our viacondioses over the years, you have probably done 99% of them. Let's just be real. But I'm going to do this one. I okay, got this one. I'm ready. This is it. This is what I want you to do. When you're out in public, I want you to try to just make eye contact with one person a day and smile. That's it. It's such a small thing, but I think it makes a huge, huge, huge difference. Make eye contact and smile at a stranger in, in public. That's our via con Dios. I love it. All right. I think that that will have quite a ripple impact. I love it. In our communities. Via con Dios.